welcome to episode 115 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. Hi, Tess. Hi, Allie. It is wonderful to see you. Um, wonderful to see you, too. I know that our listeners probably envision us like Huberman Lab, like we have this great setup and we sit together and talk across the, uh, the table, but we are on Zoom and on clean feed and on tech in order to be able to record this across the miles. Mm-hmm. But I do want to acknowledge that this is, I recently named this as one of my support spaces in my world. Um, I love that. I spent some time, we'll get into this, but I spent some time on quasi-sabbatical up in the mountains. And one of the things I named are, you know, my board of directors and my board of directors meetings and how often I want to, um, with intentionality, meet with those people who can provide me um, space for feedback and support. And this was one of them that I named. So um, grateful to see you and grateful to spend time with you. Yeah, I love that. It's definitely a support space for me. And I think uh, in the green room before we started uh, recording this episode, we kind of went back and forth as to whether or not we should record it. Because as you mentioned, we are not in a uh, this crazy, secure, soundproof space. So you might hear, especially on my end, lots of background noise today. Um, George, my pup, is just not settling down and my neighbors are very noisy. So tis life in a small studio apartment in an urban space where you cannot control all things, so. Well, and I will name that I'm quite scattered, um, which may not be a surprise to our listeners. Um, I'm often quite scattered in this space, but I am in, I've been doing a a great deal of travel since I um, started this month, and I think I'm going to be home a grand total of maybe four days in the month of February, and it looks like very similar in March. I love the travel. Don't get me wrong. I feel very empowered and free when I am at the airport and on the plane and working with clients, Um, but I'm a bit tired and a bit emotional lately. I think um, there have been some some great discoveries that I'm having in my own my own walk uh, through life at now 49. Um, but I also am learning how to name some of those spaces of emotion when I'm in them, and today is one of those. Um, for listeners who do not know. Um, I I lost my dad when I was five, and um, today is the anniversary of that Mm -hmm. um, day. And he was 34 when he passed away uh, tragically in a a farm accident. And it's given me a lot of pause and reflection about living fully and, uh, you know, the fragility of life. And I had a conversation today, actually, uh, with a client about uh, when we experience some of those things at a young age, Mm -hmm. does that influence how we choose, does that influence our um, ability to see the world with optimism and desire for growth? Um, So there's duality in that, right? The both and that it was a tragic loss, a tremendous Mm -hmm. loss. Um, My, my mom remarried and my, I have three step siblings as a result that would not exist. Um, You know, I thought about Mm -hmm. how loss has turned into, um, it was a different trajectory for all of us. Mm -hmm. So, um, lots of emotion from Allison Mm -hmm. today. So should, (laughs) should I have emotion in this call? Um, this call, this episode, this is a, this is a podcast, not a (laughs) call. Um, I just want to name that. And I think we all have seasons of recognition of where we may Mm -hmm. exist in a more higher emotional plane. I'm in it today. Okay. And that's okay. And I'm, I'm glad you acknowledged it. And I also love that you started the episode by saying, like, this is a place of support. Uh, and I feel like we talked about this, like, a lot. Like, this is this little container where we just get mm-hmm. to sit and, like, have these conversations between the two of us, but then also the broader community of people who engage with, with these conversations that create, I mean, a safe space to process and, and share. And, yeah, it will not be the first moment of tears 
certainly they, not. Should they come? <laughs> they have and I, I was thinking about that before I hopped on here, how many of really big moments yeah. in both of our lives mm-hmm. we have been able to be in this container and talk yeah. through them, about them, yeah. without judgment, yeah. um, with support for one another. But I think yeah. also a reminder to our listeners that we see you, we hear you mm-hmm. as well. And that this is, uh, I think, not just part of life, but an important part of growth yeah. is to uh, name seasons of exploration, seasons of change, and um, opportunities that we have to learn from them. Yeah. yeah. Can we just name that we hear George? Can we can name that we hear George. He just is, oh, he loves to always have the attention on him, so... He got he got big enough not for a pivot but a quick George story. He got a uh, he's he's now big enough that he started jumping off of the bed. And so to ensure that he doesn't like and my bed is like raised up so I have storage underneath. So it's pretty high and he's a puck, right? So he's low to the ground. But he's big enough that he's just like willy-nilly jumping off the bed. And so to prevent him from like shattering a leg, right? I put a little like pillow bolster up so now he can climb up onto the bed and he used to only be able to go onto the bed when I lifted him up onto it right and so which I really loved because that was a nice boundary of like he's not on the bed all the time but now that he can get up there on his own he has declared himself king of the bed and uh, he's always up there like I'll come out of the bathroom I'll like you know but he loves to be on there when I'm at my desk because my desk faces my bed but normally he lays in my lap or sits in my lap when I'm at my desk. But the past few days since we've done this setup, he's just been on the bed. But he still likes attention above all else. So he will like, <laughs> I have this external monitor and then my laptop and I have about a four inch gap between the two of them, but they sit right next to each other. And he'll sit and just, or lay and stare at me through that gap. <laughs> He's like, I am here. I need you to acknowledge that I'm here. <laughs> like any moment of every day. And so it's just like, he subtles. George, I so appreciate you. I can relate to you in many ways. Um, Also, I'm glad that you named out loud that for our new listeners, George is a pug. He is uh, Tessa's dog. She was not talking about a child um, or a partner. Um, Nope. (laughs) I thought really important for our new listeners, uh, George. George is now tall enough to get on the bed. Thinking about that story out of context, like not knowing who George is. Yeah, we just jump into these dialogues and we don't realize that we could have a new listener at any given moment. So um, welcome new listeners. This is how it goes around here. This is how it happens. We name that Allison could start crying and that Tess's pug. You hear grunts in the background. They are not from a person. They are from from a dog. Beautifully stated. (laughs) Um, Okay, but a lot of time has passed since our last episode. And so I wanted to pull an Allison Horn question to the front that you always ask your kids at the dinner table. Uh, Best part of your day, silliest part of your day. Um, And I want us to say best part of basically uh, this last time from our previous episode to this episode. So I think like early December, because that can include the holidays um travels but also this past month which was january is both of our birthday months Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh we both had birthdays this past month so best part or best few parts of the past several months of life well i um will gladly go first i spent a month in the mountains in frisco um deliberately intentionally uh, chose that space and rented a condo so that I could take a little time off traveling and also do what I I love to do in the the space of the end and the beginning and my favorite holiday which is New Year's I wanted to intentionally have some space for reflection and so I I chose this condo for that reason and also chose to learn something new and uh, learned how to downhill ski successfully. Uh, I started out like a 90 year old on sticks and by the end was doing blues with my, um, with my son. So, um, it it really was a remarkable timeframe. I mean, the best part of birthday month, which is its own holiday. The best part of birthday month was 
so much solitude learning and reflection. I did twice a day walks in um, sunrise and in dusk. I did cross country skiing. I also did painting and lots of writing and had visitors every weekend and um, sometimes here and there in the week, met a lot of great new people, made connections. Um, but I would say it was challenging to specifically say, oh, you know what, I'm going to not travel. I also said I'm going to take a break from work, which I kind of did and kind of didn't. As a new, you know, as a person who's in coaching, uh, leadership development, team workshops, January is not really a good time to say, hey, I'm going to take a break yeah. because a lot of, of potential coaching clients are, this time of year are like, hey, Goal New Year, yeah, yes. The, yeah, teams are thinking. It, yeah, yeah, teams are thinking about when can we do uh, a workshop. You know, how are we yeah. focused on engagement? So, I was working, but also really good about if there was space, I would schedule it out, and and do something in the in between. Um, enjoyed it immensely, and um, would say that. It's something I may do again next year. It might be a little bit of different space, but I was looking back every year around birthday month, I learned something new. Last year, I learned how to cross-country ski. This year, it was downhill skiing, so who knows what's next for me. I love that, though. Oh, my gosh, that, that learning and that excitement, but the celebration, that's great. That's how about you? Mm. Um so I've had lots of great things in this past uh, series of time, but the thing that really stuck with me that I wanted to share, uh, which is like a best and a worst, um, and but I feel like really leans on some of my strengths, which you can uh, note. Um, but um, also, don't mind don't mind the grunts again here. <laughs> we just got a ten months old tomorrow, so he's just still like um, yeah, George, she ma'am. Um, but yeah, so um, my I always love my family holidays. I know I've talked about holidays um, before on the podcast. What my family does this whole like weekend extravaganza, and um, it's one of the best parts of the year for me. Uh, it was very different this year, which was very hard. Um, my grandparents are getting older, and so they moved out of the home that they've lived in since my dad was born. Um, and that was a big, big shift of a very comfortable container. Mm -hmm. um, so like the very first day that I got to Minnesota, um, I like saw their new home and it's like all of these pieces that have been in the same place since I was born, <laughs> like this piece of furniture, just in a new space, them in a different part of town. Um, it was just really, it was a lot of change um, and change my high adaptability, high strategic, like change I usually have gotten to either choose or it's been like in the end a good thing, right? I'm glad that they're in a space that allows them to continue to be independent at 81 and 82. Are there, you're 83 now, 81 and 83. Um, but it comes with like, which which I guess is like the one positive part of it. Overall, though, it's a negative change because what it means is that they're getting older, right? Is that right. they cannot maintain the life that they have always maintained for my entire life. And that was really, really hard. Um, and then I also, all of my family has always lived really close to each other. Like all my aunts and uncles and some of my cousins, a lot of us cousins have scattered a little bit. But, um, but and then one, one of my aunts, because of her husband has been having like some pretty consistent medical issues, they're relocating to an environment that's much more suitable because a lot of his health issues had to do with weather related um, like triggers. So that was very hard because she and my three cousins moved to go meet up with my uncle the day after Christmas. Um, so it was two massive shifts in my family. Um, and so all of this, I'm saying all this negative of like the best part, it was, it was, it's this inevitability that change happens, right? But it's still really hard when it happens. And yes. I think the best part of it, like I'm still grappling with, here we go. I might be the first one to cry in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ooh, I just feel those, some things coming up. Um, but it, uh, 
it's like I as hard as some of it was like I was just very immensely proud of my family for like taking this change head on like there were a lot of tears and a lot of like memories and a lot of like sad things about it but one of my favorite things my one of my aunts got um my grandparents for like their gift um this big canvas of a photo that they took the day they moved out of the home of them Mm -hmm. like kissing on the front porch and it's just like this huge canvas that with the home in the background like that they can like hang up in their new house and um and then for all of us she got a she had a like a friend's son that's that does a lot of like interior design like design type stuff like digital marketing um make these for everyone they're stickers i'll send a picture with our episode information it's like a sticker with like a caricature mock-up of the home of that exact picture of them standing on the porch with the dates 1966 to 2023 so yeah oh tess um yes i want a strength spot <laughs> of course uh, adaptability plus context right so adaptability um adaptability as you've taught me so many times over the years doesn't love hey here's a heads up there's a big old change coming adaptability does not love that i think what adaptability loves is in the moment the sound goes out and i can figure it out Mm -hmm. adaptability doesn't love here's a massive change that's going to uproot a lot of what we know plus context your context is just it's it so radiates from you where's futuristic for you 33 out of 34 right so (laughs) right so thinking about you know um the the stretch of adaptability to partner with context yeah for sure that doesn't necessarily know what's next or isn't really excited Mm -hmm. about what that next step is look like looks like but has comfort in the container of history sure um i think but the, the way that i describe my adaptability and i know that you know this but i think it's it's helpful because i do have other strengths that like make it shift a little bit but i think overall adaptability doesn't like change for change's sake but does really well in the context of change yeah. like it doesn't seek it out yeah right but it it can respond very well and sometimes that's energizing so it might look like a high adaptability person loves change but it's like they love the ability to respond and pivot really easily, like use their skills for that. Well, and you've taught me so much about adaptability when it comes to aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And I think about the architecture and the design and the, everything that is the aesthetics mm-hmm. of the past yeah. in that home. Um, but I really love, and I think we'll get to this um, next episode when we talk about you know, what, what makes a great leader or what we see in leadership, mm-hmm. what I appreciate. And you, you are a leader in your family, you know this, but your ability to name, we navigated this well, is a celebration of success. Mm-hmm. As hard as that is yeah. to name, yeah. it's a celebration of success. And then all of you honoring that home space mm-hmm. in the in the picture and the sticker and um I think that's sometimes what we get wrong about celebrating success you know we think celebrating success is like bringing donuts or having a pizza party like how do we commemorate in a way that's going to last so after I skied my first blue so I had been working with a, a ski instructor kind of I wouldn't call him a legit ski instructor um but jeremiah was great he was awesome to work with but he he said hey meet me this day he said hey meet me meet me at peak eight i get to peak eight and i'm looking at the map interesting i looked at maps i looked at the map and said oh i'm sorry we're not in the right place these are all blues there's no green here so actually we're not in the right spot I texted him. I'm like, we're not in the right spot. I'll come over that way. And he goes, no, 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 we're, we're doing this today. And I was mad, <laughs> so mad at him that, mm-hmm. you know, when I get really mad, I don't talk at all. Mm-hmm. So we get on the lift. I'm not speaking. Yep. And we had this amazing interaction with a 70 year old and the 82 year old. Of course. Jeremiah is next to them. I'm usually chatting it up on the lift and I am mm-hmm. not speaking cause I'm mad. And Ed and Levu, Levu is from Vietnam. He's 82. Ed is 70. Jeremiah, they're all talking. 
and they're asking where we're from and I'm not speaking. So Jeremiah says, my friend Allison here is, she just turned 49 and she's learning how to ski for the first time. And Levu turns to me and he said, that is incredible. I come here every year. And this year I was afraid if I didn't, this year I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to make it because I injured my back. I will get emotional telling the story. He said, but I just thought to myself, if I never try, I won't know. And his English was very, you know, broken. And I'm hearing this, you know, I'm mad. I'm hearing it. And I leaned forward and I said, oh my gosh, thank you. And I said, I'm just so afraid. Mm. And he said, confidence is everything. Mm. We get off the lift. I give him a hug. I do a big blue. This is a big moment for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited when I get done. And, and so I went to a couple little shops in Breckenridge to kind of wind up the day. Mm. And I walked into this shop and there was this beautiful, this lady still had her Christmas stuff up in her store and she was taking it down. And I see this beautiful heart ornament Mm. and I walked over to it and I said, I love this. And she said, oh my gosh, I love it too. And I can't believe no one bought it throughout the holiday season. It's my favorite one. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, today my heart was really brave and I want to commemorate it. Mm. She starts crying. I start crying. And so I have this ornament now Mm -hmm. for my tree every year that will commemorate the day that I was brave. That is a celebration of success. Mm-hmm. So when I tell leaders, like, how are we celebrating success? They say, well, mm-hmm. well, most of them say we move on to the next thing. Yep. Yep. But a lot of them say, well, I don't know. We had a pizza party about it. Yeah. Like, do something mm-hmm. that commemorates that you can hold and look back mm-hmm. to say, we did this well. And I think when you look back on those on that that sticker or, you know, that, that beautiful mm-hmm. canvas... We did this well. It's it's not just the space or the container of the house. We did the navigation of leaving well. Yeah. Mm. You also did other cool things. Yes, a lot of other. Would cool you please things. please mention <laughs> oh, those? Oh sure sure yeah. Um, okay. I uh, I mean my other like big cool thing was I organized a trip for my thirtieth birthday party. I'm officially thirty. You um, turned thirty. <laughs> I turned thirty. That was a pretty big deal. That was a big thing. And then organized a trip to Portugal with my friends. Um, and we did Lisbon for a handful of days, and then Porto, and it was so much fun. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't quite the birthday trip I normally have because I go by myself and it's quiet and I have a lot of reflection. And this was like a lot of people. <laughs> what was the best part? Of activities. Um, oh gosh. Um, I, oh my gosh, there were so many great parts. Um, I think, I think one of my favorites was um, the last day. There were three of us. So two of the party had to leave early to get back for work stuff. But the three of us did a day trip to a nearby town called Sintra and it had a um a palace that it was an old monastery that was converted into like a palace was built on the grounds and it was insanely beautiful um on the trip we and I'm adding this in because I know you're gonna love the story we there were of course like there's always like a group trip like that there's other people that are also doing the day trip and so it's always like a they can make or break a trip sometimes. <laughs> the other people sure. that are on the group trip yes. with you, right? Yes. But there's a super great couple from New Jersey, um, both Korean, um, Korean Americans, and um, they uh, like telling us about like their family and their jobs, and we just really click with them. Like they're super fun. Like kids are in college, so kind of like middle age, and we've just like really enjoyed our time together. Like had fun. There were two other couples, and they were kind of like meh. And at one point, we kind of like joshed a little bit about the other couples with this couple, and it was just like it was a riot. And um, and so we just kept we after we left the trip we went out and did like a few things that we still wanted to do before we all flew out the next day and we kept saying how much this couple was so great we ran into them on the street we like ran into them later that day and we were like oh my gosh and they had i know right they had another thing that they wanted to do but then we're like let's meet up in like an hour again and like grab dessert like or grab like a nightcap so we met up with them again 
we grabbed gelato with them and um, just like talked with them for an hour even oh. longer and like asked them about their story like how they met what their lives are like and it was just like so it was so much fun and um yeah it was we had like a overall it was a fabulous time um just like spending time with with all of these people from all these different places of my life I love traveling so going to a new country I haven't been to before experiencing new culture and new food and a new place learning something about history um and yeah, I think, but that was just like such a fun, it was such a fun day that turned into like an even more fun day because, because of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I had lots of moments in, um, Frisco where I made new friends. It was like, yeah, you know, I would check in, you know, with my, my friends or, um, the kids and I would say, you know, they're like, how was today? And I'm like, I made new friends, I made new friends. Um, but there's something so powerful about being witness to someone's story yeah. when you don't know them Mm -hmm. and they're anonymous and they're random and you just happen upon them. And then you hear things that teach you immense lessons. Um, The couple that I ran into Mm -hmm. on the trail, they have been married 50 years. Um, They are in their eighties and this is, I mean, fantastic example. I'm, I'm trying to cross country ski on a trail that I should not be on. And the old, the gentleman, the, her husband, um, he's, he's up front and I go past him and I'm like, sorry, sorry. You know, and I'm scooting around and he, he stops and he goes, can I give you some unsolicited advice? And I said, absolutely. That's my favorite kind. And he said, you should not be on here. And then they proceed to tell me about 16 different places that I could cross country ski that I would not have known about. Right. And then we have this wonderful conversation. I head out on my way. I'm packing my stuff up and they come up and they're like, Hey, do you want to come over? Like, here's our number coming up this weekend. Have you ever done curling? And I'm like, I have not. And they're like, we haven't either. And we're not really going to do curling, but we're going to put tea kettles out on the lake. (laughs) I mean, just, the, and I, I got to be friends with the bartender because I went to the same restaurant over and over. I mean, I just made incredible connections. Yeah. But I ask questions like, how'd you get here? Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what, what brought you to today? Um, JC mm-hmm. says this a lot better. Um, our friend JC, who I've spent quite a bit of time with this week, um, you know, how did you get to today? is a really meaningful Mm -hmm. question to ask people. Um, But I love that you came upon you of all people. I know, right? I did. I did feel like I was channeling you, though, because I was the one, like, driving this conversation. And I asked them, like, how did you to me? Tell us your story. Like, and so it was really sweet, though, because, and this is what I love. Like, people, if you ask, right? Like people will want to share and tell you their stories, right? Most of the time I don't like to ask because I'm like, I'm doing my own thing. But I always love like when I do ask, um, like the conversations that happen. And, and this was like a really good example of one of like, and they even said, they're like, gosh, we haven't thought about that in a while. And they were like, yeah, correcting each other, like each adding in more details. Like it was, it was super fun. Yeah. The greatest human need is being Mm -hmm. heard. Absolutely. I didn't realize that it was something that I did uniquely until recently, you know, that, that I do, I just assumed you all did that. No. But what I'm also noticing about, I'm sorry, (laughs) Ellie, what's this whole space about? Like, what's, I know, like, how do you now realize that's uniquely I I don't, well, I don't realize that I just do it. It's like breathing, right? Like everything we teach. But recently I've been honing in on this. Like I want to tell I want people to tell me their story, but I want to help them tell their story. And it lights me up and it, it makes my soul very happy to hold this space for someone to feel heard and seen. But I'm also recognizing I need that too. Yeah. And I would really love for, for me to run into me on a plane. Of course. And every once in a while I do every once in a while I do. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, like, remember Mm -hmm. the guy that I, that I, oh my gosh, LaCroix who I met on the plane, yeah, who yeah, sits yeah. down is like, what's your story? And I, yeah. Yo. we talked the whole time um, and we're still connected. Uh-huh. You know, those are the things that I just want to more, do more of that. Mm-hmm. And when I found that in Frisco, the both and, right? The duality, 
Mm -hmm. The yes, I need my solitude and I need my sabbatical and I need my writing space and I want to create and do watercolors and mm -hmm. sketch things out. I asked for everybody's wishes for the year 2024 yes. and then I recorded them here mm -hmm. on this big piece of butcher paper so I can manifest and create energy around people's wishes this year like that. yeah I need that space but I also need the space to meet new people and explore the both and mm -hmm. That's great. which kind of leads to uh, yes. my word of the year yes which I love lead us in that's a big that was our main topic for this is our word, 2024 words of the year so my word of the year for 2024 is direction, which is a beautiful accompaniment to my word of the year last year, which was define. Mm -hmm. When I think about direction, and you can't see this test, but facing me is another big piece of butcher paper that has January through December on a timeline. Mm -hmm. okay. And um, also true to me, I drew tarot cards for each month as a kind of a focus and an archetype. And then the travels that I have planned are being mapped out here, but also the different directions of the compass. So the first quarter of the new year is the north. I'm going to be focusing on the north direction. And in the north um, is, you know, essentially where we spend winter. It's where um, the wisdom of the elder exists. Um, when we get into spring, I'll be in the east, which is air and sunrise and possibilities. Um, and that's the archetype of the child. And then I'll get into summer, which is heat. That's the south. That's the south direction, hard work. Um, kind of, if you think about the age, it's the adolescence, it's earth, it's midday. And then um, I'll travel to the west, which is autumn um, and the west direction. So I have this compass mm -hmm. within and for those of you who I have asked to um, take a gander at my new website, um, I have formed my new consulting business and one of my doing business as, or DBAs as the cool kids call them, um, is Tempo. And so I am considering my compass and my direction uh, very seriously this year. Yeah. I also think not only does it harken back to last year of Define, it mm -hmm. harkens back to Muse for and sure and cadence like this I, the idea of like the inspiration the uh the music within you right because i think that's immediately where my brain went was like a director of music like someone who's like directing an orchestra uh. right and all of these pieces of your life that are coming together that you're bringing into like symphony into harmony with one another um yeah I so that. i spent quite a bit of time um which i i was curious about for you um, if you do this or if our listeners do this, but I crafted my word and the way that I come to that is I kind of have a short list throughout the year that I'm musing on um, and thinking about, do I want this? Is this the right one? And then it'll come to me. It will tell me the word chooses yeah. me. But I then made a big list of all the accompanying words that align with direction. I'll send you a picture of the sketch that I did on big butcher paper around that. Like all of these words that describe what direction will look like or might look like, different words that provide even further direction to direction. That's crazy. That's a lot more detail than I. <laughs> that well, I had some fun. space. I had some space yeah. for word exploration. Also, okay, I'm the fact that word exploration is like a part of this process, right? That's like so the uh, um, communication input blend. Of side note, side um, note, and let's put a pin in this for another episode. I am learning from Shanna, Banana, Sean's girlfriend, a lot about their generation's fun questions. And one that has come up, I don't know if you've heard this because you're in a similar alignment uh, generationally, is you have to choose one. Which one are you? A pirate, a samurai, or a... Oh, what's the other? Of course I would forget it. But you have to choose between these. A pirate, a samurai. Because oh, I chose pirate. A pirate, a samurai. Cowboy, looks like. Or a cowboy, yes. So you have to choose this. This is a bar conversation that the 20-somethings are ha having. It came up to me and I was like, pirate all the way. Like, there's not even a question. And Sean was like, gave me a full analysis as to why I would not be a pirate. Oh my gosh. 
Well, okay, so this is, okay, so what came up, ooh, excuse me, when I was like, when I Googled pirate samurai or, and then cowboy came up, and it's like a, a boyfriend personality test. And then I sent you the one that I oh, came across. That's, yeah. Yes. I came, it's, it's a friend where men asked hypothetically what they would rather be, and it tells them about. So we'll, we need to do an episode on this one, and also, then this one I sent you. Did you look at also, the one I sent you on Instagram? Yes. Also, it's the, the whole thing with the, um, what's your, um, it's been all over TikTok. What's your uh, Roman Empire? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or name a female. Have you seen that yep, one? So th- yep. it's all like girls doing this with their boyfriends, but I yep. think they're just great general questions. So I <laughs> I love the responses. Like Margaret Thatcher was someone's <laughs> response. Name a woman, Margaret Thatcher. I asked this of um, my friend Danny, and he said Janet Jackson. There's so much tied to generation when you ask that question, but I would love for us to go through a series of these. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a super fun episode. And then our yeah. listeners can just shout with us. Anyway, sorry, complete put a pin in it. Oh Allison, my gosh. No, squirrel. that's good. That'll be episode after next. It's you know, right. kind of what we want to talk about. Are you writing this down so we can actually remember? Yes. Yes. The, I'm going to call them the TikTok questions. Fabulous. Okay. Okay. And neither so of us have your, TikTok, so this will be interesting. I have you, TikTok. Wait, yeah, you show me you got TikTok. Never mind. I'm like, For I'm sure TikTok. I have the TikTok, yeah. Oh gosh, okay. TikTok also. <laughs> so I'm I'm anxious. I'm anxious to hear your word of the year. Yes. So I'm gonna first start with my process, which is very different than yours, and lead you then to how I got my word of the year. So sometimes I make a list of potential words. More often than not, I have a word that's sitting in my head. And if another word comes up, I measure them against each other and either adopt the new word or retain the old word. So in my mind, you're talking about this list and like mind mapping. And I feel like mine's more like a bracket system. (laughs) Like this one comes (laughs) up and I pit it against the other and like which one wins out. Different strengths. (laughs) Different strengths. Totally. Totally. Um, but Which yeah, I always so, have seen this iteration of competition in you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird that it's not. It's more higher. of a blend. Yep. It's more of a blend, I think, with adaptability and strategic. Yeah. But it is it is for sure you. Yeah, for you, sure. Like, I've, I've been part <laughs> of competitions with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you will cut... A, to to win i've seen it so happen. yeah actually okay oh 100 percent. i will cut to win i will especially if i think i can win i actually had a conversation about this on a date the other day which i know your what your face is gonna do so we can yeah yeah we we can talk post <laughs> we can talk offline <laughs> it's not ready to be i'm looking yet. for but, hallmark <laughs> i'm looking for it all the time it might be here um wait but, what oh, shut i told you uh, Okay. All right. All right. So this conversation was like that, like he wanted to meet up at this bar that had like, um, board games, like games in it. And I was like, it's still like a little, like early on. Right. And so I'm like, he's like, are you like a competitive person? Like, I always think it's fun to like, you know, go. And I was like, am I? You said yes. Did you say yes? yes? Of course I said yes. And I said, and so we talked about, cause he's a very competitive person too. So then we though compared and he's like, he's the quiet, ruthless one. And I'm like, I can like competitor of like, I need to win. And I'm like, I also need to win. And sometimes it's a quiet ruthlessness, but most of the time Uh, it's just like a very direct strategy. It is not a quiet ruthless. It's a direct ruthless. It is a cutthroat ruthless and you pick it up on it immediately. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Like you, you went from like, here's this really sweet intern to (laughs) like, don't with her because she will cut. The really sweet intern, the reason that you first saw that was because someone changed the rules of the ladder golf game partway through. (laughs) Yeah. I can still see the hallway. I can still see the hallway and all of a sudden like the fury rage in your face. The visceral reaction like physiologically right now in my body. Which is years ago, years ago. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so yeah, I've had multiple recent conversations around. It's one of those things when I describe it to people I'm like getting to know is like, like it's something I wish I could change about myself. It's something I don't like about myself. So what did you do? Like flip the board and during the date? No, we actually didn't even get to it because we just were having such a good conversation. We actually didn't get to play in the game. And then, okay, stop. 
stop your face oh, listeners I the just... face you can hear it now um wait wait old time we're offline it's not full things not ready to be online so all right but, okay okay but sorry. anyway so there sorry. was this like follow-up of like oh, i had a great night yeah like all this kind of stuff um and he was like like sad that he was like he made a comment of like oh bum that we didn't get to play a game but like next time for sure and i was like it's probably a good thing <laughs> like don't go to show those cards too soon <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know what I say, Tess, mm-hmm. if they don't if they don't accept the worst of you, they don't oh. deserve to see the best of you. 100% agree. Agree. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I anyway. don't know how we got <laughs> we got there because of <laughs> you bringing up competition. I'm sorry. Um, and okay. And you getting sidetracked. But anyway, um but that's how I do a word of the year, right? Like generally there's not a bit there's not a huge list usually only a few that I'm contemplating at a time generally like over the course if it takes me a while if nothing settles well um then there might be like a long list if I were to put together all of those that I thought about but like I don't look at sometimes I'll look at synonyms of words if like a word like seems to resonate but doesn't quite stick mm-hmm. um like doesn't quite grip me the way that I want it to to be like an intention for a whole year then I'll maybe go to a thesaurus but for the most part it's just like one that I'm thinking about and kind of like and another one pops up so anyway this year was a little bit different because I'm like get to the end of the year and then have this like holiday that like was sad and heartbreaking and bittersweet um I'm planning all these details for this trip so honestly I get to the end of the year and I was like I haven't even thought about my word of the year. I went into mm. this new year, like January one turned and I did not know what my word of the year was. Um, and that's never happened to me before. Like I've always known what my word of the year has been. So then I'm contemplating uh, like what my word of the year might be. Um, and, but not like very consciously because I'm like on this trip with all my friends trying to coordinate details. Like, and then one of the tours that we were on in Lisbon somewhere at some point, like, so I'd asked actually, so rewind a bit. I'd asked my friends, um, if like they had an intention of the year and we had like this conversation over lunch and I told them, I was like kind of struggling with my word of the year, which doesn't often happen. Like something comes to me and it feels right and I'm good to go. Um, but so I was telling them kind of like what I was feeling in terms of sentiment for the year. I was like, I feel like I have this duality of a year where I'm like getting to really like return to my like passion of what I got into my PhD for because I'm about to start my dissertation research, like writing my proposal right now to defend in front of my committee, like really exciting to be starting this. Like I love the work that I've been able to do, but like I got in to do very specific types of research, answer super specific research questions. And so I'm really excited to be able to like return to that uh, and really get to focus on that primarily. So that's like one part of it. And then the other part of it is like my advisors and mentors are like, you work hard, you could make this happen, you could graduate earlier than your initial plan. Like if you, you know, like work hard at this. So part of it, regardless of like if I graduate earlier than the projected initial timeline, uh, or if I graduate on time, um, it's just going to be a hell of a lot of work. Like I just know, and I know it's going to take a lot of discipline. So there's part of me that's like, and if I do graduate a little bit early, that means this year I'm also applying for grants and positions and postdocs and professorship opportunities that I see like that. It's just going to be that much more work in this year. Um, and so it's like the twofold. It's like I'm really excited for the work that I do, but it's going to be a ton of like really hard work, um, which I'm looking forward to. So it was like, that's kind of like the sentiment I'm feeling. So it's like, I don't really know where I'm at with that. And then we're on this tour in Portugal and the tour guide at some point is, uh, talks about like the the color of the buildings and the tile floors in the parks and the way that the city is laid out and does like this whole analysis and it's like you just like um are you there's nothing you you don't quite find feel anything except to be inspired in this space and it was something about the word inspired and the the tense of that that really that landed immediately like immediately I knew I was like that is my word and that it's my word because it so gets into passion and purpose 
um, like returning to that. But it also like to me, it's it connects so much to not only to my research, but like personal life, like goals I have there of just like it's different than inspiring or inspiration, right? Which inspiration is external to the self, right? Then I just like get into all these like etymology. I do my own word analysis, but in a very different way, right? Yes. Of like, yes. Of like inspiring, right? Tense. Is, You're looking at tense. Yeah, I'm very much yes. looking at tense, especially in this one, right? Is mm-hmm. like inspired is more passive on my end, right? But it's very much like the the motivation behind it, especially for my word of the year, is like right. to listen to the perspectives and the experiences of, of research participants, like in my dissertation, to to be inspired by what's going on around me, to like going into this election cycle and knowing how much it's going to impact what I'm talking about, like, and the kinds of research that I'm doing, like being inspired by what's happening in people's responses to it as a way to think about how do we shift what's happening in the world, right? So there's so much, like, it's, like, inspired is a passive. But for me, like, becoming inspired by something immediately begets action. Like, that's, like, that, like, hard work motivation. And the more that I think about that, the more that I've sat with, like, I'm developing my interview questions and, like, my protocol for, like, the first part of my study. And I just am, like the more and more I'm just even becoming inspired by writing these questions and thinking about the conversations that I'm going to get to have with people to then develop the second part, the quantitative section of my study. Like, and so, yeah, it just like really stuck with me. So that's inspired is, uh, is my word and, um, and my intention for the year. And I'm very excited for it. Beautiful. Um, I think you and I both could have maybe chosen duality as our word of the year too, because it's the both and. And I think that there's an awareness that we have in the words that we chose of the depth and breadth of what they mean. I have been just immersed lately in this both and the, um, the beauty and the dark, the, um, struggle and the joy, the, um, the slowness and the speed. But I think in that word, you find a lot of duality, um, the both and, and also like becoming could potentially have been a word with Mm -hmm. that as well. But I love that you chose inspire, but again, you let the word choose you. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it came from someone else's voice in this space of celebrating 30 beauty, Mm-hmm. Um, wisdom, aesthetics, again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. aesthetics all the time with you. Um, you know, even the way that you're describing the little four inch space that George gets to grab your attention, that is aesthetic that you're describing. So I love that our strengths, <clears throat> excuse me, goodness. I love that our strengths most naturally jump off the page. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we don't don't realize it, don't even, um, it's like breathing, right? Yeah. So what are you going to do to inspire, inspire? How will you commemorate that word? So, I mean, I'm going to stretch you if you haven't done this already. Like, I want that word in front of me. So I, that's part of the reason I drew this timeline. It looks pretty ridiculous to have a piece of butcher paper. Oh, there we go. The word isn't there, but I could add it there. But I have this entire board of my dissertation plan. Color coded. Yeah, but like, I think that's something that I want to encourage our our listeners as well, because a lot of our listeners choose a word of the year. Like, how do you commemorate it? How do you celebrate it? How do you name it? How do you see it? Mm -hmm. So that it is, it isn't just something like three months from now, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. That's the word I chose. Um, and then what are you doing to name where it is clearly showing up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, that's a really good question. I need to think more about that. Um, because, yeah, I think it's been we also, so... Hmm? We also need to uh, think about how do we want to share this so that the listeners heard it clearly. Because <laughs> we did... <laughs> a lot of this 
So I don't know if you want to even name it in the notes. I mean, that, that gives away the surprise, but we didn't do the silly surprise this year either. We did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we just name it in the notes. Or they can listen. Incentive to listen. Incentive to listen. <laughs> or a Drum scroll roll, to this point in the episode. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> to be, to constantly like, keep it recognized at the forefront. I feel like it's been such a a much more palpable start to the year in terms of an intention. Like, it's just been really present, like, at the forefront a lot. So I haven't needed to, like, think through where to be inspired because I feel like I've been very inspired lately. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I think that's good to, like, think through because I also want that to extend. It's so driven by my work. Like, it really is. But it's, like, I also love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do, right? But I also know that there's, like, more places I want to be inspired than just in my research and in my dissertation. Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely intention. There's a lot of intention. I need to put behind it regardless, but more intention for sure, especially external to my work. Naming that makes it more intentional. Um, but also naming it out loud in this space, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll have all of us that can hold you to it of course of course gosh i love it okay so for listeners though we always want to know your word of the year or intention of the year so if you have one share it with us and then also i'm really curious how do you get to your word of the year since we tend to approach it from different perspectives other things that you that we want to uh hear from from listeners uh what did they do to celebrate you know that that space of holidays and Mm -hmm. uh the new year, although I mentioned to a friend recently that I'm not going to start celebrating. The new year starts on Saturday, which is Lunar New Year, um, because January was a pause point for me. Yeah. And what I've noticed is a lot of people had shit show Januaries and they were like, can we start over? And I said, why don't you start in February? You're the only person who gets to decide when your year starts. Yeah. I mean, other than the calendar. I mean, a calendar um, imposes an actual change <laughs> of the year, but also you're technically correct. I'm like rules rules sorry I'm like yes time in the calendar is a social construct but also it's one we've collectively agreed to so in some ways we're beholden to it I'm sorry Alex yeah well sometimes I don't want to agree anymore I just want to do it differently you have the right to do that thank you thank you you do it 30 as well I do it 49 but you do is 30 (laughs) oh my gosh Oh, I love it. Okay, great. Uh, how did you celebrate? What did you, in what ways did you celebrate all of that for this past year? What your word of the year was and how do you arrive at your word or intention of the year? I love it. Okay, well then, without further ado, we want to thank you for tuning in to episode 115 of Jen and Millie. If you'd enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. To interact with us and share your responses to the questions we post, give us a follow on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. Until next time.